to the ASHP official podcast, your guide to issues related to medication use, public health, and the profession of pharmacy. Thanks for joining us in this episode of Educator Essentials, the podcast where we talk with our members about success stories, best practices, and strategies for faculty, preceptors, and those involved in the education of the pharmacy workforce. My name is Philip Lee, and today we will be chatting with Janet Cooley, Julie Kalabalik Hoganson, Jessica Merlo, and Lisa Hong about the interprofessional education and the resources available to you as an ASHP member. Our guests will also share some tips from their experiences in this area. Thank you for joining us today. With that said, we'll go ahead and get started. My first question is going to go to Janet. The section of pharmacy educators has developed an interprofessional education resource center. Can you tell us what led to the development? Thanks, Philip. We recognized that almost every pharmacist works with other professionals and that our students and residents are required to be trained in interprofessional education. Given the wealth of resources and literature available on interprofessional practice and education, we thought it'd be helpful for ASHP members to have a starting place to go to when learning about this topic. Also, many new practitioners may not realize how integral interprofessional practice and education are to patient outcomes and student success. We really wanted to have some tools for individuals who are hoping to learn more about interprofessional teams and incorporating interprofessional learners. This toolkit was developed through a collaboration between the DEW, or Development of Education Workforce, and the SELE, or Development of Student Education and Learning Experience SAGS. Wow, that sounds really interesting. Who exactly is this resource center for? And is it for those that just work in academia? Lisa, can you help us answer that question? Yeah, absolutely. And thanks for having us all here today, Phil. This online toolkit was actually developed with many different users in mind. So first, we were considering that many ASHP members are pharmacists working in healthcare systems who may be wanting to further develop their interprofessional team or interprofessional care model. Next, we made sure to include tools for ASHP members who are also preceptors, preceptors for students and residents who might be looking for tools for how to incorporate their learners in interprofessional teams or to help their learners in an interprofessional environment. It's important to note that the interprofessional education is an important part of accreditation standards for colleges and schools of pharmacy. And so it's a requirement for every learner and school. And finally, we included tools for ASHP members who are academicians and maybe looking for resources to help develop interprofessional education activities or even assessments. So it does apply to more than just the academician. Wow, that's great. I know in academia, it's been a struggle to even understand what IPE means and what we need to do. So having something with a variety of resources for a variety of different people will help us in general. Speaking of resources, Julie, can you tell us what types of resources are available? This resource center reviews the fundamentals for establishing, developing, and expanding interprofessional care teams. It also explores interprofessional team dynamics and provides insights into how to successfully incorporate learners in, into interprofessional care teams. The section on establishing, developing, and expanding interprofessional care teams contains useful guidelines, consensus documents, government publications, and white papers, professional organization allies, and a reading resource list. For example, 
there's a link to the Joint Commission of Pharmacy Practitioners website on the PPCP process, the CDC website on collaborative drug therapy management at a federally qualified health center, and the CDC guide on advancing team-based care through collaborative practice agreements, just to name a few. The reading resource list has links to some publications that are very useful based on practice setting, such as an article by Donovan and colleagues on interprofessional care and teamwork in the ICU. The section on incorporating learners in interprofessional teams has links to guidance documents and IPEC core competencies. Examples of best practices and spotlights are provided, such as top 10 best practices for interprofessional precepting. Tools and resources are available, such as the Preceptor's Guide to the Nexus, where interprofessional education meets collaborative practice, which orients preceptors to IPE concepts and describes how to transform student learning activities into interprofessional activities. The online resource list has a link to the National Center for Interprofessional Practice and Education, which provides a collection of interprofessional assessment tools in case you are looking for a way to assess and evaluate the impact of your IPE programs and practice. The section on interprofessional team dynamics directs users to the best practice guidelines on developing and sustaining interprofessional healthcare and optimizing outcomes and useful resources like the Interprofessional Care Teams Playbook and literature on principles of good inter interdisciplinary teamwork. The toolkit is packed with useful resources and best practices that are sure to assist all educators and practitioners who are currently in the IPE space or interested in improving IPE in their practices. Wow, that sounds like a lot of useful information for a lot of different pharmacists. Can some of you guys provide me some specific examples of how you've used these resources in the Resource Center to help design experiences? Um, Jesse, why don't we start with you? Sure, thanks, Bill. I'm actually going to talk about an experience in which I wish I would have had this toolkit available to me. This was actually a few years ago before the creation of this toolkit. So in my role as a clinical faculty member and due to some of my experiences in ambulatory care, I've been involved with setting up a few different practice sites. One particular project has been the creation of an interprofessional university clinic. It involves professionals from our psychology, physician assistant, physical therapy, occupational therapy, and our pharmacy programs. When developing this clinic, it was really important to us to create a safe space where early learners could be introduced to interprofessional patient care. But these learners were very early in their education. So we needed to determine if this experience was actually impacting their attitudes and knowledge towards working with others interprofessionally. When I got involved in this project, I was fresh out of residency. And though I had experience working on interprofessional teams, I had very limited experience in interprofessional education from the preceptor or faculty member point of view. And since the IPE toolkit was not yet available, I really didn't know where to turn to. But now looking back, I know it would have been an excellent resource. Ultimately, we decided to focus our evaluation of the student experiences on the IPEC or Interprofessional Collaborative Core Competencies. Since this was a very introductory shadowing type of experience, we focused a lot of our efforts on core competency two, which focuses on the roles and responsibilities of different members of the healthcare team. 
We utilized the 2016 rules responsibility sub competencies when designing surveys that assess the confidence and knowledge of the students before and after the experience. The toolkit is an excellent resource for finding well-established frameworks for designing and evaluating interprofessional experiences. For example, you can get a direct link to the IPET core competencies for interprofessional collaborative practice, 2016 update under the items guideline consensus documents, government publications white paper section. And this is in the aptly named section, incorporating learners into interprofessional teams. The IPET competencies and many other resources that I eventually found during my quest to educate myself on interprofessional education are all readily available on the ASHP IPE toolkit webpage. Specifically, the links to the major guidelines and consensus documents are a great place to start when you really don't know where to start. And there are great resources for new faculty or new preceptors wanting to get involved in interprofessional efforts. It does sound like it would have been really helpful for you. And, I, you know, I think a lot of us in our daily work don't love recreating the wheel. And so if we can have a resource center like this that helps us uh, find these resources all in one place that will really save us a lot of time. I, I know Lisa had something to share. Can you share how you use this in the past? Yeah, absolutely. One of the areas that I'd like to share with everyone is a web page that I've used quite frequently, particularly because I find that assessment is honestly an area that is the most difficult sometimes. And so, as Julie mentioned earlier, the National Center of Interprofessional Education and Practice has a link to several different assessment tools. I just want to talk about how to find it briefly. So this link to the resource is in our ASHP IPE toolkit. It's under the section on incorporating learners into interprofessional teams. And then on the bottom of the screen, there's a subsection titled online resource list. Under there, you'll find a link that says interprofessional education assessment tools. So this is what I want to talk about. Within this web page, we can search for assessment tools and even refine our search by checking the appropriate boxes. So for example, are you wanting to evaluate individuals or teams? You can check those respective boxes. Do you want a self-report or an observer-based instrument? Do you want to evaluate perceptions or attitudes, values, beliefs, or perhaps you'd rather evaluate behaviors or skills? or patient satisfaction, student satisfaction. So there are checkboxes that you can choose to help narrow down the assessment tools that are available. You can also look at, are you assessing actual healthcare providers or trainees, or perhaps patients and trying to get the patient perspective. So overall, this provides a user-friendly way to navigate through the assessment tools that are available. And then when you select one, you can find an overview and additional details about the tool, including the instrument length, such as the number of items in a survey, for example, or item format, like is it part of, are the questions in Likert scale or other, uh, whether the tool is validated, which is an important question that comes up, and even links to the original articles or the tool itself. So this resource has been really helpful in identifying validated assessment tools for various IPE experiences that we've developed. For example, we've used the Performance Assessment Communication and Teamwork Tool, or PACT tool, and we use the Observer Rubric for evaluating interprofessional teams. 
We have also used the Interprofessional Collaborative Competencies Attainment Survey, or ICAS, for measuring change in the interprofessional competencies of our students. So this is a really helpful web page, and I encourage you all to check it out to find the assessment tools that fit your experiences best. Great. Having reliable and validated assessment tools is really useful in this area, especially um, in the types of experiences and actions that we're evaluating. So I think I think that's thank you for sharing with that with us. That's that sounds like a really helpful and useful tool that's in the resource center. Janet, I know you had one last thing to share. Can you can you share with us? Yeah, thank you. I totally agree. And the assessment tool are fabulous. And then of course the iPad competencies are fundamental. So in addition to those great tools, I wanted to share something that I've used that's, I guess, a little non-traditional in the sense of it being an IPE tool, and that's the pharmacist patient care process. While the PPCP itself focuses on pharmacist process for patient care, it's actually quite similar to patient care processes found in other professions, such as nursing and dietetics. So I've used the PPCP when developing interprofessional training programs for professionals and students and residents to highlight how pharmacists care for patients and highlighting the similarities and differences in our roles. So that's been another tool that I found really helpful that we've included in the toolkit. Yeah, I think that's a great benefit of IPE is the fact that we learn that we're all kind of moving in the same direction and we're trying to do the same things for patients just from different points of view. So that seems like sharing the way we approach it and would help them understand that we are approaching patient care in, in a similar light. On another note, one issue in interprofessional education is incorporating different types of learners that may be at different levels. It was mentioned that there may be something in the resource center to help with that situation. Is there any specific thing specifically you'd like to point out and in your experience and how is this best accomplished? Jesse, I'm gonna let you start off. Thanks again, Bill. So I have had a unique opportunity to work with a university and primarily student-run diabetes clinic. And in this clinic, we've had multiple levels of learners. The clinic only takes place once a month. So it's really important that we have a very tight framework for orienting our students to what the day is going to look like. I volunteer a few times a year when I have happy students to bring on rotation with me and they get a chance to lead medication reconciliation visits and make recommendations to both the interprofessional team via grand rounds, as well as to the patient's primary care providers via the electronic medical chart. Since I bring happy students, my students are relatively independent. They're fairly knowledgeable about diabetes care and they generally understand the healthcare system, especially if I have them in later blocks in the year. However, um, some of the other student volunteers come with a big variety of experience. Typically our audiology students and dental students come during their first year in their program. OT students usually represent all of the years in their program. We get a good variety of them. And our optometry students tend to be about halfway through their curriculum. So one of the resources that has helped us and that aligns with this experience and helped to design this program is the team-based care toolkit by the American College of Physicians. 
Like this toolkit, we start out each clinic day reviewing the general benefits of practicing in teams and the definition of team-based care to get everybody on the same level. We also follow the framework in the American College of Physician Resources titled Steps to Optimal Team-Based Care. We foster mutual trust, we clarify roles, we set expectations all during our introductory morning session. When introducing ourselves, we let the team know our level of experience, our history working at this particular clinic, and then we also share both a common misconception about our profession and a positive experience that we have had previously as a member of an interprofessional team. A clear outline for the day is provided and a template for the Grand Browns presentation is reviewed, so we all are set and have clear expectations for the day. We are then broken into smaller teams and given time to meet with our teams to get to know each other and determine further plans for delegation of responsibilities. Preceptors can use this time to model communication with other professions and to help the team set mutual goals for the day. By following this clear framework, providing education to all parties regardless of their level of experience, and taking time to orient all participants to their teammates and the plan for the day, we're able to create a positive learning experience despite having a variety of level of learners. Thank you for sharing that. It's really interesting when you're working with a different group of people if you just set expectations, sometimes that leads to a better experience, not only for the participants, but, you know, hopefully in, in the end goal for the patients so that they understand what's going on as well. We'll go in the same order we did last time. So, Lisa, can you tell me how you approach this scenario? Yeah, sure. In my clinical practice in adult internal medicine, during inpatient rounds, and depending on the time of year, we can have medical residents, medical students, pharmacy residents, and pharmacy students. And, you know, so we naturally have this diversity and layers of learners and professions on the team. Over the years, we've taken what was historically a medicine-focused rounding experience and have intentionally incorporated interprofessional education and collaboration concepts. Some of the attendings uh, in the past would direct questions only at medical students or residents or even specifically state that certain discussions were not for pharmacy, even if they did include pharmacotherapy. And so after I had a meeting with the director of internal medicine, one of the hospitalists was designated as a sort of IPE champion within the hospitalist group. This individual and I were able to work together to develop a document with clear expectations for interprofessional rounds. And in hindsight, because hindsight is 2020 and this toolkit wasn't available back when this happened, we could have used a lot of these tools to show that what we were proposing was based on guidance and not just opinion. For example, the preceptor's guide to the nexus where interprofessional education meets collaborative practice, this is a document that Jesse mentioned earlier, includes a section on moving from unidisciplinary to interprofessional precepting. And it explicitly states to ask teaching questions and facilitate learning of all learners on the team by framing questions and discussions, again, for all learners inviting all learners to participate and facilitating team dynamics to ensure balance between professions. Another good tool that I would have used in hindsight is the IP Compass tool. This is for individuals or groups 
within a healthcare organization who are charged with developing and delivering interprofessional education. And it can help to create an environment necessary for good interprofessional education to occur. It includes various constructs, including things like commitment to IPE and IPC, or interprofessional collaboration. So in other words, things like getting the right people or the right leaders involved. It also includes things like structures and support. So for example, physical space, or like we had in my medical team, an IPE champion. In terms of different levels of learners, I really feel that merging these concepts with layered learning models can be helpful and it can come naturally in a team that's already interprofessional with layers of learners. It does sound like the toolkit would have been useful in that scenario. Um, that's similar to the, the practice I'm involved in. And sometimes it goes really well, but you really notice it when it does not go well and having a structure to facilitate that learning across disciplines sounds like it has really helped. Um, Janet, can you finish us up with, with your thoughts on this question? Yeah, thank you so much. Jesse and Lisa gave great examples. We haven't mentioned yet, but I'm actually a director of experiential education. So a lot of what I've seen has been in mentoring preceptors and trying to encourage preceptors to take on the layered learning model and incorporate layered learning. One resource that is very useful for incorporating learners of different types and different levels is a team-based toolkit from the American College of Physicians that Jesse mentioned. It offers tips that can help every clinical team and has advice that I share with many of my preceptors, such as including team members and their roles in new patient visits, and to start each clinical session with a short team huddle. While not mentioned specifically in the toolkit, I also think it's important to introduce new learners and their roles to the whole team when you have those different layers learners. Yeah, thanks for that answer. It definitely helps to orient students to what their job is on the team so that they make the correct contributions. And I'm, I'm going to stick with you, Janet. I know there was something mentioned earlier about team dynamics, and I want to go back to that. Can you point out where you start if you have these types of issues uh, when you're working with interprofessional education? Yeah, thanks, Phil. If you're trying to develop an interprofessional team, some of the things you would want to consider include establishing credibility, building rapport, helping to build the team. And as we mentioned, we have some resources that are specific guides for team building, and we would consider recommended reading. Issues with team dynamics can be complex and result from system-wide problems or personality conflicts. The Registered Nurses Association of Ontario has produced a best practice guideline that we have on the toolkit, and it's called Developing and Sustaining Interprofessional Health Care. This resource provides a number of recommendations and is definitely worth looking through. We'll definitely have to take a deeper dive into that one. Uh, I think it's something that that I struggle with as a preceptor is um, dealing with sometimes when you when you find those dynamics issues in the team um, and you're not exactly sure how to handle it. Well, I think that's all the time that we have for today. I want to thank Jesse, Julie, Janet, and Lisa for joining us today to discuss IPE. If you haven't before, I encourage you all to check out ASHP's Educator Resources. You can find member-exclusive offerings, such as the Interprofessional Practice and Education Toolkit we've been talking about today, 
the Preceptor Toolkit, the Research Resource Center, and exchange ideas with your peers on the ASHP Education Connect community. Thank you again for tuning in to this session of Educator Essentials, and we hope you've enjoyed today's conversation. And be sure to subscribe to ASHP Podcast through your favorite podcast provider. Thank you for listening to ASHP Official, the voice of pharmacists advancing healthcare. Be sure to visit ashp.org forward slash podcast to discover more great episodes, access show notes, and download the episode transcript. If you loved the episode and want to hear more, be sure to subscribe, rate, or leave a review. Join us next time on ASHP Official.